Ladies, gentlemen, people of the public, um, welcome to episode 17, which is being recorded um, January 28th of our Footy Fantasy podcast. Um, we have Return of the Mic. Return of the Mic is back. Sabuchi. Um, what's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Doing Did well. y'all miss me? Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> our regular that. guest, uh, Yemi. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's a great day. It's a great day today. Today's a great day. Always doing the Lord work. Um, and uh, as always, bullies in the background. Um, before we start, I'll do a quick, I want to quick, quickly do a quick admin um, for our pod. I, I know as you are doing this pod, I just want to do it quickly. If you like our pod, please give us a rating on anywhere you can find your podcast. If you listen on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. That's how we grow our podcast. Uh, five star, preferably. Spotify. Uh, it's called Footy Fantasy. Footy Fantasy is one word, F-O-O-T-I-E, Fantasy. You can also find it on Twitter at Footy Art Fantasy and Footy Fantasy on the rest of our platforms, YouTube and Instagram. Um, let's dive in. Um, we're going to talk about um, EPL, FA Cup. Uh, we'll take a break. Then we'll go into other, you know, other interesting matters. I'll start with um, the EPL. Um, Glazer's chant. The mass workout it was interesting um, to be there. My trip uh, to Old Trafford, I witnessed um, the ch- the chance, the proposed mass workout that fans just give background. Fans are proposing a mass workout in the Wolves game on February first. Um, so we just want to quickly chat about it. Um, what are your thoughts, um, Yemi? What do you think about it about specifically the f- about, about the fans workout, the proposed mass workout? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen anymore. The reason is because we've signed Bruno Fernandes. I think that will... You actually, signed him? Uh, hopefully we sign him. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully Manchester United That's, signs him. Okay. No, but listen, if he's sure. bagged, if he's, if he's in, I don't think the workout will happen. Um, and that's just the way it is. Now, listen, if we don't sign no one by the end of the transfer window, I can guarantee you that there will be not just one workout. There will be mass workouts because, like, you can tell that everybody's not happy with the state of affairs at the club. Both, both boards, players, every everybody's just at this point fed up right now. So, so that's it. I mean, like, just if we sign, if we make quality signings, quality signings can help stop the mass workout. Would I want the workout regardless? Yes. So that Woodward and the Glazers will leave. Would they leave? We don't know. So, yeah, that's my two cents. Uh, I think, uh, first of all, uh, I'd like to touch on something before I talk about the walkout. Um, there's a nature of chanting that was really despicable to hear. I understand. Uh, I think one time I actually had those kind of strong feelings towards the Glazers. Uh, I still do. I have very strong feelings. But I don't think I would ever have strong enough feelings to go start chanting in public about burning a man on a bonfire. I think that was very distasteful. But the it rest is. of it, that's well, okay. Yeah, It is. It's unacceptable. They can, they can handle the rest of it. They can chant from now to tomorrow. But uh, I honestly don't think a walkout will happen. I always point out that um, 60% or thereabout plus of fans that go to stadiums are old. Um, elderly retired people who are normally more, you know, quiet and patient. 
And Manchester, Manchester itself is a very patient city. The club is a very patient. They have a very patient set of fans. They've been to 20-something years waiting to win the league. Um, they've been bombed. The stadium has been bombed before. Plane crash. They've gone through so much so that this is like, nah, they're all right. They're all right. I'm just serious. They're all right. They're all right. I don't think there will be a walkout. Um, there will, the social media and might, you know, continue to, you know, runs and go against the, you know, there, there might be trends against the Woodward and the Glazers, but that might not be what will push them. It might be the money at the end of the day. The club continues to underperform. They start to suffer financially, but nah, no, no, nah, no workout. That's just it. Was there a workout the last game, though? There was a workout the last People game. People walking right? out of the stadium is not a workout. People walking out of the stadium because the game was bad is not a workout. That's basically people, you know, walk, standing up and going home. Correct. Not, it wasn't planned. It wasn't okay. planned. Yeah. Okay. A workout is a case of where, for example, people come and say they're going to walk out at the 12th minute because or 15th minute because it's 15 years since the Glazers came. I actually doubt that that will happen. Out. Yeah, I, I really people doubt. People pay and don't come into the stadium. Right. Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen it happen. I've never seen. Has it ever happened that people? People actually did that kind of thing and it succeeded. In Manchester United? In any club. I know that people have tried to walk out of clubs, but does it really have succeeded? Didn't they do that against Wenger, though? No? Newcastle. At some point in time. Newcastle did <coughs> Newcastle it at some point. Newcastle did it consistently. Oh, Newcastle did it for Mike Ashley. I don't know if that's I don't know if they did it when against, against Wenger or around the time when Wenger, or when like this, you were hearing Wenger out, Wenger to chant Wenger out. So I heard that there was a walkout, but listen, nobody could really, really say and then listen after the workout was when they started doing the flags like when girl but yeah so right about Spucci, like my, my, you've asked you said your thoughts mm-hmm. what is your opinion do you think do you see any positive let me ask you specifically do you have this positive workout just yeah it's briefly a, it, 30 it, seconds a workout is very embarrassing okay it's uh it's the you know basically the club can use the fans coming to the stadium every week to tell you that the fans are not there's just a media overblowing things. That it's just armchair coaches that are busy doing things. There's fans that are far away. That look, the club going fans are good, but once these guys say no on TV, it's embarrassing. They okay. can't really gloss over it anymore. Okay. Um, so just to give some context. The planned workout. I didn't. I realized I didn't provide the context. They're saying they at 58 minutes, mm-hmm. um, which obviously February 1st is commemoration of mm-hmm. the first Babes air crash in 1958. So they said the planned workout is at 58 minutes, fans will start leaving. So that's the planned proposed workout on February 1st. So my thoughts, uh, I, I also think it's not happen just because of, I feel like being in Manchester, going there for the first time and just seeing the culture of Manchester. I feel like even if some people plan to do it, it probably won't be as successful. People will just be telling me that, oh, people just leaving early, they're trying to go catch the train. You know, that that's one thing. It's probably two Fans are very fickle, like Butcher said. The game is going good. You know, people will definitely not leave. Uh, buy, like you said, like Yemi said also, the buying of a new player. People is like a new toy. People get a new toy. People get excited. My thoughts of I think they should do it and they should do it consistently because it will hit the brand. If it hits the brand, uh, massive changes will happen. If it, if they do it consistently from now to the end of season, but they will not. So yeah, that's that. I think uh, diving into the EPL. Relegation battle is, in fact, when you, when you think about it now, it looks like the most interesting part of the league this season. And I don't think we've had this ever at January that the most interesting part of the league right now is the relegation battle. Mid table to relegation. Because when you think about it, top four is like 
I call it part of the butlers. The person that bought you this list will finish top four. We finished that fourth position. Let's just put it that way. It's the worst <laughs> battles. It's the what do you call it? I call it the worst, you know, in quality, in terms of quality, the worst top for battle of cinema. I want you to think about it. This you know what makes it worse? This started from last season. This that this bot this bottling thing started from like I'll say February last season, where the four teams are just going second, just playing like losing games, losing games. So they've been bottling from that and they brought that thing into this season. Consistently, it's true. If you think about it, the same set of teams, I've been bottling it since last season, bottling it, bottling it. Except for Liverpool, that chooses not to bottle anything. No, that's why I said top four. When I yeah, top four, I mean yeah, you're, you're right, fourth you're position. Right, you're right. So the first three are fine. I think that's that's settled. That fourth position is where they are going to keep going. In a, in my opinion, in a uh, merry-go-round of bottling to the end of the season. Then the person that bottles list ends up finishing. So let's focus on the uh, relegation battle. Watford. Watford went on this run where it looked like they were... I mean, they were fine. They, were, they, they won games. They didn't lose for like five games. They lost... I think they lost Wolves. Then their last game... Did they lose their last game or did they do? Watford... I don't remember their last game. The FA Cup came me in the middle, so... And it came in the middle. Um, uh, okay, Watford lost their last game. They yeah. lost their last game. Yeah. Who did they lose to? That's what I don't remember. Okay. Because I... I, I <laughs> too many games I don't... I don't... I can't, you know... I basically followed their form. They lost to... If you can quickly check. To, they lost the FA Cup and they lost to Villa. Villa, okay. Yeah, they lost the two games. They so, lost the FA Cup and they lost to Villa. So it looks like they had, they were on a good run. They bounced and they were doing very well. Um, Nigeria Persson came, organization. Um, Troy Dini went back on his Troy Dini things. Cohones, like, like he says. Passion, I, I, driving that I would honestly forward. say still say they're still on a good run. They're still on a good run? I would say so, but yeah, because sorry to interrupt. Just interjecting that. I would say they're still You think they have? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it was kind I mean, of very impressive. Compared to the teams around them. That's around what them. I mean. Like, you, you have mm-hmm. to compare to... Um, I looked at the form guide of all the teams in there and um, they're, they're by far better than all the other teams in terms of form. We thought... We thought at some point Burnley were dead. So the only team that we can already already know is dead and buried. It looks like Norwich are dead yeah, and buried. Discount uh-huh. Norwich. Norwich. Burnley looked like they were dead and buried three weeks ago because they just kept losing and losing terribly. All yeah, of a sudden, two, two they beat wins. Leicester and they beat Manchester United. Like bounce. The most two unlikely wins. wins. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like they are reviving their mm-hmm. hopes. I don't think we should start. We should stop calling United beating United most unlikely anymore. It's very likely, especially smaller teams. Just to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, you know, it's better to be... There's <laughs> no need to... He's no talking about it. Man, like, that came from nowhere. Which, which, is, spicy, which, is, which is very spicy. <laughs> that cold, came from nowhere. Cold, cold Tuesday uh, evening. You know, you got to be very honest about these things. There's no need uh, to keep... Butchie, this is now some pepper soup. I can yeah. say this, though, about the, about the bottom three. Mm-hmm. When the league started, if I told you guys that this Obomont will be... We'll be we'll be just some fighting rail rail like relegation right now. You guys will say no. What for two? No. The people I pinned was Sheffield United coming straight. Norwich, of course. I may be Brighton. But man, Sheffield United, Sheffield United, they are they are more like a revelation this season. They are they're in tougher battle, right? <laughs> they, are, they are they are like a revelation. Yes, right. Now listen. Beaumont, on the other hand, though, now that is a very, very interesting topic. They've, with less to low money, they've managed to stay, stay, stay top in the league. I'm, I'm not saying top like in top four, like less respectable positions, 10, 11, 12, around that area. 
But nah, man, they are struggling. Now, listen, this is what I have to say about that. Is this an indictment to the coach or this is an indictment to the to the team as a whole? As the coach, this as the coach, listen, taking them, taking them as far, as far as this, he can go. Do they need a new coach? Do um, they need yes, money? I'd say yes. I, I thought I hinted on this a uh, few about uh, two months ago about this thing where I felt that uh, two podcasts ago. Two yeah, podcasts. About two podcasts ago where I said they, he was a, I even thought it was man. Yeah, well, it's, it's been a while since I was here, so mm-hmm. two podcasts ago for me is a while. Um, I hinted on this guy having reached the end where he, he had motivated, had gotten the best out of this. It's basically, it's like beating the horse to death. You know, beating these guys and gotten everything you can get out of this players. These players have done what they can for Bomber. Yeah. You can see with um, Callum Wilson struggling to score. His form is really out. It's the mm-hmm. first time in a long time. But he's ever Mr. Reliable. The other kids were never good at scoring, but they were ever good at running and, you know, just really playing little passes there into linking up play. Nathanake, he right. was the yeah mm-hmm. you know Nathanake was they were not the best but they were, they were the solid best, yeah. but what's actually going on now is this guy's all but look all look burnt out mm-hmm. you know they all look burnt out so these guys have always needed money but they not they never really improved their score they never really did anything so now they're paying for it i actually have them down as the, that they will go down because yeah they've won their last game but they they've lost the previous four among all those teams, they look, uh, you know, bleh. I was looking at the the teams, and this is the weird thing about it is, I looked at the previous fixtures, and I looked at the next fixtures, and one is, Bournemouth have got one of the best fixtures, they and Burnley, because Bournemouth gets to play Aston Villa next, then they get to play Sheffield United, which for them is beatable, because the weird thing about it, Sheffield is is better than them, on a level better than them, but on a good day, they could also beat them. Then they play Burnley next. So that's good because they have these two six-pointers in there. Correct. Right? And they win those two games over, take Burnley. They had a relegation battle, beat True. Villa, beat Burnley. But then the flip side, of course, is that Burnley have something like that as well. In the next four games, Burnley play Bournemouth and Newcastle. Though, of course, they play Arsenal, which is tough. And they play Southampton, which is also winnable. So Bournemouth too has three of their next fix, four fixtures winnable, which could also put them in good stead. True. Um, Watford, on the other hand, do not. Watford play Everton, United, and Liverpool in, in three of their next four games. Tough games. They play Brighton, which is a winnable game for them, but that could also go either way. So Watford have it tough. Uh, I've already mentioned Villa. Villa are going to play Spurs, Southampton, Sheffield, and Bournemouth. Okay. Yeah, so it's a bit... Uh, West Ham also in a little bit of a border because West Ham are going to play Liverpool City. They're going to play Liverpool twice in the next four games and they play Brighton. Okay. So you're looking at a case of where I would say Burnley... I, I think Burnley beats Bournemouth. Okay. And I don't think Bournemouth beats Villa because I think Villa is going to ride on this wave. I think Villa would beat Bournemouth and then give Spurs a tough game. Okay. So I think Burnley continues their form. Mm-hmm. I think Watford gets dragged back towards the relegation battle. I okay. think um, Bournemouth will go down. Um, Newcastle, they are the enigma there. I don't know what Newcastle is going to appear. Okay. If the Newcastle, the solid hard to beat Newcastle appear, Newcastle, they only have um, Arsenal as a tough game for them. They have Burnley, they have Crystal Palace, they have Norwich, but 
Newcastle can beat all of them. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the education part is hot enough. Uh, we'll just round up quickly. I'll just say one thing. I did talk about West Ham. I thought it was interesting. I, on the train, when I was mm. in London, I ran to a West Ham fan and he was telling me how this, the soul has been sucked out of that club since they moved to, to London Stadium and retry. He says, anybody, when you watch West Ham now, the mm-hmm. one thing that they used to have going for them, the passion, all mm-hmm. of that, when you watch West Ham now, anybody's like, anybody could be playing. It could be a friendly match. That's how it feels. So I thought that was interesting. And the guy was very passionate. After the uh, FA Cup game where they lost yeah. to West Brom. Yeah. So, well, uh, we'll dive into FA Cup. FA Cup replays. And I wanted to ask a question. I mean, it's been going around due to, I'll give some quick context, um, Club And a lot of managers, the reason why this is getting so much traction is, uh, I think lower league managers, some of them have come out and said FA Cup replays should be scrapped, which typically was always set up for them. So they could go make money you know, if they go to away games, they share ticket prices and all of that. So I was just wanted to find out from you guys. FA Cup replays, you know, do you think they should be scrapped? I, I, um... Or do you think participation money should be given? Maybe that would make I, them take I, 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 I think you preempted that. I think maybe because I, my answer was going to be about the money thing, but not about participation money per se. Um... It's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Okay. You take away an FA Cup replay game. Um, the smaller clubs want to play more games against the bigger clubs, mm-hmm. especially away from home. They want to play at Old Trafford. They want to play at Anfield because um, they make more money that day than they might make the whole of the rest of the season. True. But the problem with that is that if you say, okay, look, let's make the third round games, all the third round games at the bigger grounds, the small clubs now that beat the bigger clubs, there will be less giant kill, killings. So you don't want that to happen. You want to keep the integrity of the game. So what I believe should happen is they should scrap um, replays because we, it's already been documented. The science is very clear. There's no need to argue. It's, it's These guys play too many games. English, the English league plays more games on average than every other person. The lack of a winter break and all of that. So why don't you come out of the one, come out of the um, win, the Christmas games, all day period. Mm-hmm. Give a staggered two-week period where, you know, the team is off this weekend. Another half of the teams are off the other weekend. If it can't happen because of the FA Cup or whatever. But if you scrap the FA Cup, you can do that. That's one. Two, if you, if if you scrap the sorry, if you scrap the replays, you can do that. Two, if you scrap the replays, there are no games this last you know midweek for some teams. So some teams get the rest players. So that's one. But to do that, they have to put an incentive for the other smaller teams, which is profit sharing. And what I mean profit sharing is every club that is in the FA Cup, the big clubs share their gate takings. Of course, they won't like it, but it's just one game. Okay, it's just maybe one or two rounds. I, I think you know, or they find a way of sharing TV money. They have to find a way of getting more money down to the lower teams to get the FA Cup viable again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, but they have to find a way. Thoughts, Yemi? Yeah. It is really hard to say that they should scrap the games because the thing, because look at it like this. I live in the hood. I don't have this big team that I'm supporting. I only get this one chance, man, to watch to watch maybe Rashford. One chance. And that might be when they come. And that might be when they come come and to play one. This is a second division team. Okay. And that is my only chance to see them. I'm happy. I'm stoked. And then like you scrap that. And then like the only match that we have 
we have is Manchester United. I don't get it, get it and to see those stars that I always watch and, and they would love to see. So, so that's one of the reasons why 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 this why this me I think this, it will be hard. It will be hard, scrap it, it, hard just for them to scrap it. And then it's also for money. Uh EPL, EPL is a big brand. Every week that there is no game, are they making that money? Are they losing money? I don't understand. I think these people are just thinking revenue money, revenue money. And that's just a major thing. No, but no, no, but like my own point is do I want them to scrap it? Yes. No, but I can't listen, understand why they won't. Okay. Because of fans that want to see that want to see like their superstars that they that they disenchurish and adolize. Okay. Good point. Uh my own thoughts. I, I actually believe it should be scrapped. I think mm-hmm. every cup should be scrapped. Sorry, I take that. Every cup should be scrapped. Replay. Replay. FA Cups replay should be kept, but what I think is the League oh. Cup should be scrapped, in my opinion. Take out the League Cup and just have only FA Cup. I, I have not seen the point of keeping that League Cup. It's very unnecessary. True. Take out the League Cup in total and just let everybody come through the FA Cup and the big teams can come in from the fourth round, maybe a the, round higher. The, 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 the two, it's because they're two different competitions. Yeah, that's what I said. Take out that competition entirely. That yeah. reduces the amount of in most games leagues, people have in most leagues, In most that's leagues, do thought. they have two competitions? No. no. Or probably it, they have three. No. It's only, it's only in the top five leagues. It's only it's only it's only England. like that. Yeah, FA Cup and the Cup. It's only yeah, yeah. Another league. I just take it out. Totally. Yeah, this. I'll, yeah, this. I'm with yeah. you on that. I'm yeah, with you on I, that. Because the league like cup, cup is just a, a, a cup for everybody in the top, the leagues. Yeah. Okay. And then the FA Cup is for every cup, every club. That's it. Correct. So might as well as since the FA Cup starts in June or there, but might as well as have only one cup competition yeah. and whoever wins it wins it. That's and then the, the flip side of it, of course, is that. You could end up even having the FA Cup, um, having how do I put it? More rounds was spread over a calendar year. What I mean is, um, you know, you basically start earlier. Since you're starting earlier, you know, by the time the English club, the bigger clubs, the Championship and the Premier League clubs can join around October, November, and basically play one or two more rounds, and so you you can keep stretching it. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Just I'm like stand. the League Cup. Yeah. I understand. And then it's a more interesting competition. Instead of playing every two weeks, correct? from J- January to May, you play it every month from, you know, June to May. Yeah, just start earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Just start earlier. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we'll take a quick break and when we come back, uh, we'll start a new segment. We're back from our break, and we this segment is our fantasy Premier League segment by Ola. And welcome to another short segment on the FPL. Who's hot and who's not? This is a roundup of the tidbits that you will need to know going forward in our fantasy Premier League updates. Now, who's hot? It's the return of the prodigal son. Son from Spurs is on fire at the moment. Well, probably not on fire, but just getting ready to combust. He scored two goals for Spurs recently with Harry Kane out. Son might be the go-to guy for you to get into your fantasy team. Spurs probably have a few fixtures that are not looking too bad. And maybe the special one will eventually get special. 
and get them on a special run. So look forward to getting son. He has returned the prodigal son. Was not at injuries. Vadi injured. Tammy Abraham injured. Sadio Mane injured. It's not looking good for the top scorers in the fantasy Premier League recently. The winter break is upon us. Maybe, maybe this is why the English League definitely needs a proper winter break. Muscle injuries accumulating and messing up with fantasy manager squad. So that's not hot. Injuries. It's time for you to start looking for alternatives. If we have Vardy, if we have Tammy Abraham, if you have Harry Kane, Sadio Mane, it's time for you to start looking elsewhere. Make some wise, some wise investments going forward. And if you still have your chips, it might be best to hold on to them. The double game week is about to end with Liverpool playing against West Ham. It's been a horrendous double game week. Many people were banking on Liverpool players, banging in a lot of points. Well, sorry. Salah didn't score in the first game. And Manny went off injured. And Liverpool didn't keep a clean sheet. And if you had a Western player like me, got Snodgrass, it was also an awful, awful decision because he also went off injured. Ah, the wonderful world of Fantasy Premier League. So that is our update for this week. Join us next time. Cheers. Um, that was a good um, one for Mola, um, telling us about who is hot and who is not. Uh, next, we move on to Bundesliga. Uh, Haaland. <laughs> Erling Haaland. What a finisher. I'll just say my thoughts on Haaland. I feel like the guy reminds me of... He's um, a combination. And I heard um, someone say it online. I can't remember. Only people I follow. Um, he's like a combination of an Roy. Yeah. I was about to say that. And he's, he's a combination of like an Roy and... Uh, what was the other thing the person said that, that was very interesting? He fi- his positioning and his finishing is like a Nistor, but he makes he makes runs like oh I can't remember who, what what they said. Was it Zagi or something? It it was just very interesting when I watched the kid. His confidence, my thoughts, his confidence in finishing. He uses both feet. He he likes to scrap the ball and the kind of runs he makes. You know, it's it's impressive. And I think going to Dortmund. That play a lot of attacking football and transition play. Dortmund love transition play a lot. It will help his development. Um, Bundesliga roundup. I just want to put my thoughts in there. I uh, think um, he went to Dortmund not for because it was going to help his play. He went to Dortmund because it was going to get more money in the long run. Get another move. Uh, <laughs> that's what it looked like. Mm, I disagree, but I think that. Uh, would be a I, I, me too. Listen, I actually disagree. He went to Dortmund because of number one, the style of play they play. Number two, his opportunity for him to actually play in a bigger league and actually challenge for like a title. And also grow, I think. Grow and also pressure. grow. Yeah. And I also grow because we, listen, to, we cannot take I out that factor. Dortmund yeah. is known. Want to Dort- grow yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Dortmund is also known to, to, um, to grow players and take them to is, the next I'm level. Looking at who his agent is, the agent is known for moving on players. So I, I think it's a very, yeah, a, I think it's a very. That's the end game of this guy. I think it's a very um, 
unfair view people are trying to tag. And I think that was just a spin, a PR spin by thinking, oh, the reason because of his agent, that's why he went Look, there. Uh, Mina Real went... takes his players to Dortmund. No, that's fine. Dortmund, that's he true. Moves them on. But the thing is, that that's record. true. I agree yeah. with that. But it's also a player's choice. Players think about their career. Players that's want true. to improve. Players want to grow. Players love football. Oh, of course. Players don't yes. want to make uh-huh. mistakes. Players want to go to the pressure cooker. So I think that would mean a real thing is just overspent, in my opinion. So that's my personal opinion. He, he couldn't have waited it out and gone to a Barcelona. I mean, there was no. Rush. But he needs to see. Him. So if it was for money, yeah. if it was for money, why didn't he just come come down to Manchester? No, Manchester United was not an option to me. It was not a viable option at this moment. Uh, but, no, but what I'm, I'm just saying, saying that, that listen, his quality. Right now, could have gotten a better move, more money. But the thing is, this mm-hmm. is what I see, right? Three, yeah. three, only three clubs they documented was in for him. Manchester United was in for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dortmund was in for him. Leipzig was in for mm-hmm. him. He turned down Leipzig and I went, you know. So he could have easily said, oh, okay, let me go to Leipzig. But he saw the a Leipzig offer. I think Leipzig was matching whatever amount anybody was willing to pay. Right? It was, was a to, close. Yeah. It was a close. Everybody was offering. Correct. The same so, yeah. Thing. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about salary wise. Okay, yeah. Leipzig mm-hmm. was going yeah. to match salary wise for him. But he chose Dortmund because. He felt Dortmund has the track record. And what I heard, so Michael Zock, their mm-hmm. director of football, sold to them, sold to him that, you know, they have a track record, which is there, of <laughs> young players improving. Like, they have a long list from the Mkhitaryan to the Bumayang, to Sancho, Pulisic. So, Sancho, I think it was a good move for him. Guys. You know, and he knows he was going to play yeah. week in week out. He's going to play in Champions League. He has mm-hmm. the opportunity to improve his game and market himself long term. Two, three years, he can now jump. And then, like, the worst the of all is, so, and then, like, like, the worst of all for him is, like, you play two seasons and you hit it. A Bayern comes calling. Correct. Yeah. You come, you come and replace this in Lewandowski. Yeah. So it, I think it just improves. The way I see it is, mm-hmm. it improves his window of opportunity with less pressure. That's the way I see it. Because Dortmund is a it's more like a win-win team. for him. It it's is. more like a win-win you know, it's for him. Less pressure. He's a functioning so, team that are playing well. He goes there. The pressure is not like oh, perform, perform, perform. Mm-hmm. Right. That pressure is not there. He can come that's, that's and he can gradually ease himself into the game. That's the way I see that's style of play, the but, age limit, the age around there. He's he's with he's with this and a fellow fellow young young guys too as well. So this and they he can all grow together. Yeah, we just dash yeah quickly around the league. Uh, Leipzig is on top. It's really tight at the top now. Leipzig on top. They lost this weekend. Mm-hmm. They're on forty. Bayern is on thirty nine points. Munchoglava is on thirty eight points. Dortmund is on thirty six points. This looks like you know, as a tight league. I'm I'm paying attention a lot to the German league because mm-hmm. I think it's getting um a little, a little bit interesting this year. And I think Definitely. this is one of the year I legitimately legitimately think it will go down to the wire. I don't it know. Like Bayern might still win it, but it still go down. To the Bayern wire. will win it. Though. They I'm, might. I'm not still sure. Win it. They know. They know I what can't. it feels like. They know how to win that league. Yeah, but sometimes that you know something doesn't mean. That you're going to still do it. Sometimes I just make you think. Mm-hmm. We'll end with yeah. La Liga. No, no, no. There's something you shouldn't skip. Okay. Juventus lost. Okay. Well, Na- Napoli beat Juventus. Napoli beat Juventus. So, yeah, uh, Juventus very, on top. They're still on points. top, but that's a very big win. Yeah, it was big. It was a big, big win Napoli. for Napoli. It's for a very big, <laughs> It was a Sarri derby. Correct. That's true. Mm-hmm. Sarri yeah. going back to his former yeah. place. That's yeah. true. That's they, true. They, they, they lost they, to Napoli and apparently we were outplayed, outclassed. Yeah, they were outclassed totally. It was a very good game. But, you know, um, that's the thing about this game. Yeah. So, it's, it's two points ahead. Um, I think Inter have started recently. Draws. They've had like back-to-back draws. So that thing really affect. Does it affect but Juve as much? The invincibility of, you know, I think this year too. That's another one I will go down deep into to the towards wire. the end. I agree. Because the invincibility of um, Juve has mm-hmm. been hot. 
won by Inter challenging them. Correct. Surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I know what I expected it. And two, um, this loss, this surprising loss to Napoli as well, but the way that Napoli played against them and Napoli too getting, you know, kind of getting closer to the top two gives a little bit of impetus to Inter. Yeah. Yeah. Juventus must, Juventus must re- react. If they don't react, then the Wolves are out there and, you know, it's, it's that same thing where just like the Leipzig thing, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Let's go down to the wire. Yeah. Yeah. They won't that to Spain. You let me talk about you. I mean, Barcelona. 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 lost 2 0 to Valencia. Yeah, Madrid won 1 0 away. So Madrid is now on top with three points. Finally. Uh, Why do you think they are struggling? I mean, they've changed they changed now. They are not struggling. They are not struggling. See, I watched the game. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. They are not struggling <laughs> that much. Sure. They are not struggling that much. If you watch the game, Baka dominated. They just couldn't score. Mistakes here and there cost them the game. No, but one thing is that new coach, second game. So listen, yes. Yep. They like they like they will need time. They will need time to adapt. Style of play completely different. Style of play completely different from the past. From Valverde, that's yeah. true. From Valverde. They need time to transition. If you watch them play now, they are playing more, they are playing more like the old school, old school, listen, a backer team. Tiki taka triangles all over the place. And plus they miss Suarez. They needed him in that game. Because they were creating chances, but there was not that one person that could make the right runs into the right channels. Okay. Moving the defense left, right, and center for you no know, for decent chances to be made. Griezmann is now beginning to find his feet. So now he's beginning now to learn how to play with Messi in the middle row. Griezmann, Griezmann for the most for for like the most time. Played, played in the nine, then from nine to the right to the left. So this it really didn't help them much. Yeah. So yeah. So listen, I, give that team time. They will play some good football because they have quality players. They just miss Suarez. I found it interesting. Uh, the coach after I think his press conference saying players didn't understand his tactical instructions and also one thing he said is what they miss a pivot in games like that because Valencia yeah. is a very defensive, solid, organized, pragmatic team. Mm-hmm. Inspiring the play that they miss that pivot of Suarez. You know who can like. Be the pivot in middle and bring other people into the into the play. And True. I'm hearing they are going for Rodrigo or something. Yes, they're, yes, they're going to, for Rodrigo. Rodrigo they're, from, they're going for from Rodrigo. Valencia. Mm-hmm. From Valencia. Uh, they just need a guy that can. You know, but that too. You know, but that too. That too. This is very very complicated. It's not every guy that can play with Messi that Correct. can listen complicate that can listen or complement Messi. A lot of guys have come in and they didn't succeed. So Suarez. Why can't somebody play with Messi? I don't know. No, 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 no. It's actually tough. Oh. Ibra tried, didn't work. Samuelito tried, didn't work. Was it about Ibra Messi or about this guy not mm-hmm. him not fitting this guy's style? Ibra couldn't fit into Pep's style. It was too it was too immobile. Yeah. The team was mm-hmm. built around Messi. You know, but I'm saying even Pep's style in mm-hmm. any team, Ibra wouldn't mm-hmm. play. Be able to Ibra play. wouldn't have been able to do well, but yeah. he, he, like he could have seen made use of him. No, but this, because he had Messi and they were running into all, almost the same decent channels. Griezmann too, the same thing. Running into the same lane, running into the same decent channels. They are still trying to listen, figure okay. out that. Yeah. It's left for the coach to figure out structural problems. Um, yep. G, mm-hmm. Zidane. Zidane is still the pragmatic man chugging along. 
Let's well, end. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, Madrid just keep finding a way. That man has that, that man has his best job in the world. He does. He has his best job in the world. Is um, how does? <laughs> well, he does. How? He doesn't seem to do anything wrong. Um, he's never under really under any pressure. Things are going bad. Is when things seem to be going bad, he moves along and wins the Champions League, or he you know does something. Now he's still in the league, hanging around. Of course, it's, it's, it's very easy when the league is a two-horse league. So all you need to do is just overtake one horse and you can win. But it's, <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest. Like, I, 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 whenever people ask me about Zidane, I go, should I rate him as a great manager or something? Or just a great winner? I mean, as a player, he was a great player and a great winner. As a manager, I just think he's just a great winner. The guy just wins. He's a great manager now. Nah, you have to be wins. a great manager for you to he's win. Just, he's just a guy who's in the right place at the right time. You know, but he's winning. He's a there are a lot of coaches that are in the right manager. place and not, not winning. No, no, no. You know, like, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but... <laughs> My opinion is that I don't think he's a builder. Zidane is not a builder, but he's also a pragmatic manager. He, can, he, he finds solutions to... He doesn't have too many problems to, to find solutions. To, to, to temporary problems. That's what I was going to say. He yeah. finds solutions. He hasn't to had, too many, that, he hasn't had pop up. too many serious problems. His biggest problem has been Cruz and uh, Modric. And what was the problem? And then Ronaldo left. Ronaldo left. It was hard to replace. Yeah, so listen, that, that, was, that's that big, one that's was a major problem. problem. That's true, yeah. right? But that so, was, so that was all the problem. Done, he created that. So all he has done to face, instead of. They're not, they've not been able to replace Ronaldo's goals, but mm. what he did, they just became more pragmatic. That's right. That's all he did. He brought yes. he put Valverde in the team, yes, and he plays Valverde and Casemiro in most games. So That's they have right. more legs. They protect defense more. That's all right. mm-hmm. They have a lot of individual quality. But when they score young... a goal, they, they hardly ever concede. That, that's all right. Yeah. They, they... So that's why I say I think he's a, he's a good yeah. pragmatic manager. Is, good. is that not good coaching though? His results. Is that not good coaching? Don't you say, put that? I remember I said he was a great winner. Yeah. He's a good coach. I don't think. He's, I don't think. Coach. I don't think. Okay, so your point is, you can be a great winner and not be a great coach. I think Roy Hodgson is a good coach. I don't think Roy Hodgson is a great manager. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I, I think uh, this guy is a good manager. I don't think he's a great manager. I don't think I'll put him among the top. That's just me being. I might win the league again this year. There's I mean, he manager. would need to win the league this year and win the league next year for him to go, okay, yeah, now nah, I respect him. Yeah. He's a good manager. I agree. Yeah. He's a good manager. Three uh, Champions Leagues is not enough. Look, for... I will always go back to what Brian Clough said. That's the last thing I'll say on this. Brian Clough was asked something. He said, to win the league or to win the Champions League again, what would you like to do? He said, I want to win the league again because it's the only competition that over 10 months that you, you know, you have to be mentally prepared. You show that your squad is ready every week. Correct. He basically said that it's the competition that brings out the best and the worst in the team. That's true. That's what the great Brown Cloud said. And I will go back to what he said whenever I read competitions. Zidane should build a team that can win the league. Should win it this year. Win it again next year. But I'm saying if he wins it this year, that's great. He wins it again next year. Because I said that's really, really great because you're now looking at a, it, it, it's not about a being in a two horse race anymore. That's just it. But winning the Champions League, I mean, come on. If he um, wins the league this year, I'll actually give him much more credit because he has he lost his major decision, focal point, highest goal scorer in Ronaldo. Yep. If he wins it this year, I will give him his props, yeah, okay. major props. Well, yeah. uh, it was fun. We'll end um, with, uh, I guess, a sad tragedy that happened um, to a sports icon, Kobe Bryant. Um, and not just Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant's daughter and all nine other people on the plane crash. 11, I think 11 people died in that plane crash. It was really sad. Um, 
I just want to say uh, my was it nine or eleven? Good night, point total died in that crash. Um, so my heart condolences, at least for me personally, goes go out to the families. I wish them all the strength. It's, it's very tough, you know. And uh, his his legend and his greatness lives on. Does yeah. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, when I was in secondary school, high school, uh, I played basketball. I uh, started playing basketball. Then in my first few years in college, I actually um, played basketball. Really, I didn't play football in college. I played basketball a lot. And at that time, um, this guy was hot. That was about you know when Kobe was really, really had a lot of the best players. And, you know, the point guys in our team. They all try to you know model their game towards. Um, Kobe and they had these shoes, the fit you wear, and everybody was trying to get it. That was the hottest shoe then. Um, this was far, far away in Nigeria. Kobe was that big. It was, you know, everybody thought it was the new Jordan. It was the new Jordan for a little while. And, um, you know, basketball lost something. It's a very big pity that it happened just when the guy was about to start having the best of his life. Yep. And I wish his wife and the rest of his family the best. It's the only thing we can do is offer them prayers now. True. I mean, just it was weird for me because because Saturday night I was with my friends and we we're just going back and forth. LeBron is better than Kobe. Kobe is better than LeBron. LeBron just passed Kobe's points. And then listen, Sunday, you hear the news and and this. There's no way that you can explain this feeling. The last time I felt this down was when Michael Jackson died. This guy is a superhero to a lot of people. And and now we're saying a prayers goes, my prayer go for the for his wife and his kids and everybody else that lost that lost their loved ones there. It yeah. is a hard pill to swallow. And I and I'm praying that and I'm praying like the world doesn't surround them with with this uh, uh, prayers, prayers yeah. and love. We end this on this note. Thank you guys for coming on. Um listeners, our followers, um, like you know, everywhere you can find us, Spotify, Stitcher. Facebook, Twitter, um, leave us a like, leave us questions. Um, we're thankful. Well, thank you for coming, guys. Thank you, guys. Have a great. Thank you. Good night.